0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I am Elfrida, your host, to bring you the most of what the guys say. Oh, my, oh, my, you know, I've been praying and I've been war fasting because uh, and warfaring, warfaring, not fasting. Let me correct myself, but warfaring because I keep dealing with encounters, you know, outside encounters and I wake up and I, I feel just fine. And as I move through the course of the day, you know, I have to begin to bind and rebuke some things. How many of you know this? That there are certain things, even things that may come up in your thought process. You have to learn how to rebuke your own thoughts in order to guard them. In the spirit of the Lord, you know, he dealt with me yesterday. Um... Well, actually, in the middle of the night, he he awakened me, and I got up and I began watching TV. And you know, Andy Griffin was on the TV on Mayberry. That sometime God will allow things that we may take for granted or we feel is just simple, but God will allow a awesome message of revelation. To come out, and the theme last night, which anybody that personally know me, you know, that, that's some, that's a show that I like, and I look forward to it because it comes on daily on our local channel Monday through Friday, and then in the middle of the night on on Friday nights and sometimes Saturday, but they always have a theme either from Andy, Amy, or or um, what's the other guy named the Don Knox guy, Or. Uh, the deputy, but you all know if you know anything about Andy Griffin who I'm talking about. Barney, Barney Fife. But anyway, last night, you know, in the AM rather, it was two people in the city, you know, and then and, and the one last night, the one come in color. So it's a little more modern. And they were gonna run for county seats. And each one of them. Of course, was well known in the little town. Well, one of them, he went around and he started offering all these favors if people would wear his button and, and vote for him. And Sam, the other guy, he was like, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to win that way. I don't want to pass out favors of things I know I can't, I can't, I may not be able to deliver. I just want to win fair and square." But anyway, what ended up happening, he did win and he got the most votes. And as soon as he won, the people that helped him in the campaign, just stay with me for a minute. They immediately turned around and reminded him that they helped him in the campaign. And then they petitioned what would be nice that he would do in return. Now, the topic of my message God had given to me is amazing before I even awakened to watch Andy Griffin. But this Andy Griffin show coincided with the title of the message because the message is the golden rule. But as I was saying about Andy Griffin, you know, when 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 Sam sat down and he left out of the house and Andy asked Aunt B where, where is Sam? And she said, I think he went on the porch. That's because one by one, everybody that helped him in his election campaign, they immediately started asking on the side for favors. So anyway, Andy walked outside and, and he said, Sam, what are you doing out here? Is everything okay? And Sam said to him, he said, Andy, have you ever been placed in a position, voted in a position, and as soon as you got it, you want to resign? Oh, my God. That's just how bad he felt for even allowing himself. He He would much rather resign. And let them have that position back. Than to be held in the bondage of people wanting what they want from him. Have you ever experienced that? Whether or not what people are doing for you is from the genuine insincerity from their heart. Well, I tell you like always what I like about O'Andy. O'Andy sat down and he gave him a little advice, you know. And this is what he said. He said, sometimes people think favoritism is for the other person. Mm. Did y'all get that? See, because those people thought the favoritism was for them. That's why they approached him. He said, but what's best for all? They don't never look at it's best for the individual. Hmm. So when people are running around and they wanting you to look at everything that's best for them. My God. Do they ever take time to look at what's best for you, the individual? And I'm talking about without seeking any favoritism. Mm, My God. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't know what's going on, you know. My body has been challenged off and on now for about two or three months. and You know, but I, every time I'm challenged, you know, I keep hearing the spirit of the Lord say warfare. So those of you who are effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous. <coughs> Excuse me. Keep me lifted up in prayer. Warfare with me. Because I know the Bible says one could put a thousand to flight, and two could put ten thousand to flight. And just how on that Andy Griffin show, there are people who have lived 200 years in their mind and replay and reiterate what favors they feel that you owe them. And I often, sometimes, when I hear people that like to, what I call roll call, everything they've done for somebody. You know, how often do people take out a piece of paper or a mental notepad and write how much someone has done for you? Oftentimes, my memory becomes very keen when we want to talk about what we did for somebody. You know, I, I I tell you, when I was in the process of listening to the Andy Griffin show, and then when I went back and paralleled it with my, with my scripture that I'm about to release, you know, I sat down and I began to think about people who really feel some type of way about me because they feel that I owe them. And then I began to thank God. You know, I began to thank God. That he have graced me with the spirit and the mind that he has. Because if I had to go back and collect. Because once upon a time, you know, God blessed me in different spurts and sporadically. Excuse me. And when he blessed me, I was able, when people came to me, to entrust to be a blessing to them. In expectations they would give it in return. And I know to some people truly, because even to me, $10,000 is not a lot of money. But if I had to go back and collect the money that somebody owed me from down through the years, I know I would easily, easily be able to have $10,000. And like I said, it's not a lot of money to me. But I sure can use it in this season. You know, and I began to sit there and pray for people. You know, the people that God graced me and positioned me to bless along the way. You know, I remember one time I had just bought a brand new dryer. And I moved to these apartments in Albany, Georgia. And I stayed there about three months. But when God positioned me after those three months, because I was working this job and the job required that I go there. But I ended up coming back and and leaving from Albany to go back and take a job in another city. And the place that I found and located to move to, they didn't have electric dryer connections. They had gas dryer connections. And so what God said, bless somebody with that dryer. And you know what? Because he said that to me. He said, because you can't use it where you're going therefore i didn't wrestle with what they need to give me there's only been two times three times in my life and one of them was a guy and i knew whatever he wanted from me he need to pay for because i knew he was taking it from my house to put in one of his women's house. Or he was going to take one time we transacted a car. And I knew if I didn't sell it to him, I was going to feel some type of way. Because if I gave it to him as a blessing, he was going to turn around. Because that's the kind of spirit he had. And let whoever he choose drive it. Because that's one of the things they used to say to me. Well, once you release it, it's mine. That's true. But nobody wants to feel like if you need their help, that they're going to take your help. And they're going to give it to somebody that they sleep with. And they sleeping with you too. Now, I I I I I mean, I'm just sorry. I mean, because we ain't thinking in a Christian manner. We thinking in a worldly manner. And in a worldly manner, I don't care who it is, man or woman. I don't think a man would bless me with a car and want to see another brother driving it. But sometimes that goes back to what Andy Griffin said. You know, sometimes people think favoritism. It's for the other person. They think it's for them. They don't feel that they should grant you courtesy and respect to feel and think the way they do. Amen. So, as I sat and God began to bring my recall, you know, and i and I tell anybody this. I believe, I believe, I believe we all have a story. That's number one. I believe that we all, at some point in time, are teachers and students in the classroom alike. I believe that for every single solitary person, especially every grown-up, but even children, somebody have to teach them and sometimes they students. And I believe that everybody have had a measure of pain because they got a story. And anybody who has encountered pain, damage, hurt, Or harm. You can rest assured. This one thing. That means they have a checklist in their mind. Of who hurt them. So that means we all share. In that kind of checklist. We can make a checklist like that. Every day all day. Of who hurt us. Or who we feel hurt us. Or who we feel made us feel bad. But one thing I want to be able to say. You know. Even from a child. Because I was a firstborn grandchild, a firstborn great-grand, and a firstborn great-great-grand. And I remember one time when when my dad, mother, and her mother asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I remember what my mama mother asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I remember what my uncle asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And my grand- everybody asked, used to ask, what you want for Christmas? And I said, a bicycle. And then to, to my surprise, it ended up being more than one because they didn't collaborate. I remember one time I said, i would never forget this. Everybody asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I just wanted to watch. I didn't realize that grownups don't collaborate sometimes with one another. So everybody asked me, they said, I said, I just want to watch. I gave everybody the same answer. I didn't know they all was going to buy me one. So I remember that birthday. And I remember going to school. I was going to elementary school at Southwestern Elementary. So I was between the 6th and the 8th grade. And I remember taking some of those brand new watches to school and sharing them with my friends. So I had a spirit to share what I didn't need. I didn't need five watches. You know, I could take two or I could keep three. But I have no problem with whoever I shared with. I didn't, I, and if they didn't speak to me the next day at recess, guess what? It didn't matter. Because I had enough of my need. And this is what I'm trying to share. When God has met your needs. And even some of your wants. Why sometimes do we hold on to those checklists? Of what we did for somebody. Because yes. Nobody can do anything. Except God bless them. And sometimes people say. Well yeah that don't mean I don't have to obey him. So true. You don't have to obey God. But if you know that God. Instructed you to be a blessing. To somebody. And you choose not to obey God. Guess what? You're not hurting that person. You're hurting yourself. Amen. Please know this. You are just hurting yourself. Because you didn't disobey the person. You disobeyed God. The word for the day. Matthews chapter 7. Verse 12. Now the gospel of Matthews in the New Testament. And part of the Sermon on the Mount. And has became known as the golden rule. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. It says, therefore, all things, all things, all things, whatsoever you would, that you would, not somebody else, not all things whatsoever you would. I want you to really let that resonate and marinate all things whatsoever you would that people should do to you. Mm. The Bible said, do you even so to them. They didn't say whatever people do to you, that's how you do them. It said whatsoever things you would The things you want somebody to do to you. The Bible charges you to do it unto them. But so many times we got this thing crisscross. You know, where we feel that we're going to treat a person the way, not the way that we want them to treat us, but the way that they have already treated us. And a lot of times people will get those what I call mind games and retaliatory spirits. You know, especially in relationships, you know, those mind games where when you know your man call you and you sitting right there looking at the phone or your husband or your wife and you upset with them because what they did to you. So you're going to show them that you're going to do the same thing. Okay, well, when I call them, they didn't answer their phone. So I'm not going to answer my phone. Them head games. What does it matter? Why are you tallying up? And keeping a checklist of how somebody treated you. The Bible says that in all things. That means whatever you say, whatever you do, however you act or feel. All things. Whatsoever you want that person to do to you. That's what you do to them. And that's how we got it crisscrossed up. Because we say the golden rule backwards. We say I'm going to do unto them as they did unto me. But see, that's not scripture. That's why I'm bringing it to you from Matthew 7, verse 12. Now, that's what the scripture says. That whatsoever you would, that somebody should do unto you. That what you do first. Not turn around and do them how they did you. And so the Bible goes on to say, for this is the law and the prophet. So, this has been prophesied. This has been written in the golden rules, what they consider the law. And then, in my research, there was what's called the silver rule. Now, we know the golden rule, and many people have misquoted it incorrectly. They think the golden rule says, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Now, depending upon which... Bible you're reading from, it may word exactly that. But I try to read from the Bible that's as close to the scrolls as it was written. And what it says, whatsoever you would that one should do. So that's saying whatever I desire for somebody to do and treat me, then the Bible has instructed me to do that first unto them or to do it also unto them. It said, even so, to them. It didn't tell me to treat them bad because they treated me bad. It told me to treat them how I would like them to treat me. Oh, my God. Mm. My God. My God. Treat them how I would like them to treat me. Are you going to get the same in return? Not always. Let's be honest. No, we won't. But are we following God's rule? Who do you rather obey? Do you rather obey God or obey your feelings? Now the silver rule says, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. And that appears in several Greek philosophies. It's not necessarily scripture. I'm going to say it again, don't do, don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you. And so when a Greek philosopher wrote this, he was paraphrasing from the scripture. And he was teaching in that philosophical form that I guess he broke it down so people can better understand it. But also in researching this golden rule, what I came to discover is that this rule is really more profound in many religions among the Jews, among the Buddhists, among the Israelites, among the Christians, among the Muslims. And so in the Torah, Moses gives was called the Shema, to his people, from Deuteronomy to 6, 4, and 9. And that's kind of like a brief summary of the Ten Commandments. And it is considered the most important of all the Jewish prayers. It is so important in the Jewish belief, spiritual belief, It is considered a declaration of faith and a pledge of allegiance to God. And they make sure to practice this two times a day. The Shema of Israel is recited by those who are dedicated in the faith twice a day. It is said upon rising in the morning and it is said before they go to sleep at night. It is always said when praising God and when petitioning God. And I know even in Islam, you know, and there are different types of Islamic Muslims uh, denominations, just like in Christianity. But I know they have a ritual as well that they recite and pray dedicated certain number of times a day. But in Matthew 22 and 40, Jesus tell two laws, to love God and to love neighbor. And he said to love them as yourself. Now, that's just the basic laws, but they are very essential. So I just like to pose the question. In all things, whatsoever you would, that you want somebody to do unto you. Do you want somebody to mistreat you? Do you want somebody to always bring up your past? Do you want somebody to always judge you, but they don't want to be judged? Do you want somebody to 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 trick you and take from you? and 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 hurt your feelings and hurt your emotions with intent and malice. You know, we're not exempt from these things happening because like I said everybody has a checklist. And God knows if I could go back this is the honest truth and collect every bed, every sofa, every chair. You know, I remember one time I had a um And I'm going to say this and, you know, I'm just because God been having me purge through papers and receipts and all this stuff. And I've seen all the receipts from everything I purchased down through the years. From back from the time when I first moved to America's Georgia. And that was the Skinner's Furniture. And I got my furniture from Skinner's Furniture. That was my first place I bought furniture from. But I remember somebody said to me, they said, well, you sold me this living room suit. And at first I said, but I don't understand that because I don't normally sell stuff. And they said, no, you asked me for $300. And I said, no, 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 no. But, you know, God, he will allow to, to reveal things to you. And what ended up happening, I found a piece of paper recently, you know, in, in the last month. And it showed where that person was absolutely correct. I did. I charged them $300. But what I didn't recall or remember is I still had to pay on that. And at the time, because I found it, well, I had wrote it down. See, I was good at documenting stuff. But I knew it had to be a reason. I know by nature, I'm not a person that's like that. That's why a lot of times I don't I don't want to receive anything from anybody because I know everybody not like me. Most people are going to look for what you promised them in return. But I do know this. When I found that paper, it was stapled with a receipt from the furniture store. And the lady had sent me a receipt showing that my balance was eight hundred and seventy nine dollars. And I took that receipt and stapled it to what I wrote down, that, that agreement with that person to give me 300 And so, I then God said, that's why you charged them. Because without doing that, you was going to have to pay the whole $879. But you know what? And this is the thing. This is why I talk about people like the Andy Griffith show said. You know, sometimes people think favoritism is... It's only given to them. They don't look at the sacrifice or the favoritism you made. But I had to take $587 out of my pocket. Or was it 589 The difference from what they paid me. And even though they, they are the ones that are utilizing this furniture. They are sleeping on it. Laying on it. Or whatever they chose to do with it in their house. It was nice though. Nice. Big arm sofa, love seat, and chase lounge. But the thing is, and God knows, I got the final receipt. Why? They were enjoying it. Although they gave me 300 I still had to put in almost 600 And apparently, I didn't make no big issue about that because whatever we agreed to, that's all I was interested in. So whatever I had to come out my pocket with outside of that, To be a blessing to somebody. You know what? I made that sacrifice. But you know the amazing thing about me? Almost everything that anybody have done for me. And I'm I'm just going to be honest. It's just a matter of time before they run down their checklist of what they've done. And people don't realize. When you say you love somebody. And you really truly value who they are to you. You know nobody wants. To be reminded, if you did it out of love and you did it just like I'm saying the things that God led me to do, and I and I sit at a deficit, I know I do, like I said i I put furniture in so many people's houses, and you know what, and when I did, it was theirs, but sometimes people don't look at it, they think favoritism belonged to them, but i didn't go I didn't go buy cheap furniture either. And I and I didn't go over there, say, give me my uh, patio set, or give me this back, or give me that. I never asked for anything, and I never tallied up in what people don't know. And sometimes I would hear things that people have said about me, and God may have just told me to be a blessing to them. Just told me, and say, give them that. And then the next thing I knew, I hear something that they said that wasn't nice. But you know what? God has always been a God of restoration. And that's what I want to encourage someone today. That as that golden rule, whatsoever you, I want people to pardon me. I want people to forgive me. So when people don't Say or do things in a way where I feel like they owe me an apology or some forgiveness. I don't harbor that. I let it go. I let it go. And I tell you why. Because nothing is never lost in spirit. You know, with God, all things are possible. God is an on-time God. With God, all things are possible. If we only believe. You know, so many times people get into their feelings because they put limitations on God. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And that's why whatever I have released. From every chair to sofa, table, mattress, microwave, clothes, shoes, money. Once I released it, guess what? It was released. You know, sometimes I hear people say phrases like, I give people the shirt off my back. Now, I'm not finna sit here and tell that lie. Because if the shirt that is on my back... And I know that's figuratively speaking, but I try to be mindful what I speak in the atmosphere. Because if opportunity presented itself, then that going to make me look like a lie if I don't do it. And maybe some people do literally do that. But if I know I'm in the public and somebody asking me for my shirt, ain't no need of me telling that lie. Only way I'm going to give it to them, they got to wait for me to go buy another one. And then it still depends on whether or not I like it. If it's one of them one of a kind shirts, <laughs> I'm just saying that I searched high and low and I bought it and made a sacrifice because I know I liked it. I'm finna actually not sit here and probably I probably say i buy you another one or i let you go pick another one. See, I'm not I've never been quick to say things. If at the moment, I truly don't mean what I'm saying. And in the moment, if I said what I said, trust me, that was my intent. Do things come and occur and change the course of life? Well, sometimes even the very words you had every intent of keeping, you find yourself where you couldn't keep your word. Well, I don't know about you, but that has happened to me. That has happened to me on both ends. People have always not kept their word to me. And I have not always kept my word to them. But you can rest assured of this true fact. My heart of intent was in the right place. And I, you know, used to hear so many times, especially from my my last ex-husband, everybody not like you. And so when people didn't come through and follow through and do or return what it is, I believe that and I know that they agreed to return to me or doing what was right to return to me. You know what I say? If they said that they had good intent, because I, I know people well enough. You know, if I gave the with my money with somebody, I know they had good intent. And I do, I'm mature enough and loving enough to recognize things can happen. Things can come up in the course of a day and in the course of years where you may not just be able to reach back and do what you said. But I know, like I said, so many people have done it to me. But the most important thing, and this is what I want to share to somebody to get blessed. Are you suffering? Can you... Remove those feelings and do what God said to bless those. Even if they did you wrong, bless them. The Bible said bless them, pray for them, and do good to them. Are you suffering? Now, I can understand people that harvest stuff because, you know, they're still in in the process of the process. Because they're suffering. You know, the wound may be new. Or this something that has never happened to them before. But if you're good and you ground grown and you know that every time you've given out and you've been a blessing and you've helped somebody. Or however you want to label it. And when it didn't come back to you. Did you suffer? Or are you suffering? Or God, is God meeting all of your needs? And some of your wants? And even some of your desires? Well, if that be the case, why harbor? Why exert that energy and get yourself off track from the golden rule? Remember the golden rule? The golden rule said do unto whatsoever in all things, all things whatsoever you desire that people should do to you. Do you want people to forgive you? Do you want people to look over your mistakes? Do you want people to hold you to every word you said and didn't do? Do you want people to hold you to everything you might have did underhanded and undermined it? Because I think if, if we all was judged in the corner of heaven, who would be able to stand? We all need God to have mercy have mercy oh Lord please have mercy and please forgive us for the wrong that we've done and I ask God to please forgive those who have wronged me can we just thank God that all is as well as it is and I'm going to say this and conclude in my podcast you know I have a very close and dear friend and she called me today and she told me her sister passed away and she said these words she said I don't have I don't have nobody no more and I knew what she meant because she got children and grandchildren but I knew she meant the generation that preceded her because her grandmother was gone. Her granddaddy was gone. Her mama was gone. actually, her mama passed away when she was young. And then her daddy, in between her grandma, her grandma, her granddaddy, she, her mama, daddy raised her, her mama passed away. She went to stay with her grandparents. They passed away. Her daddy came. He passed away. And then the only sister, it's not like she had two or three siblings. The only sister that she had, she lost her today. And my heart grieved in compassion. Because all I could think about sometime, and you know what? She's such a sweet and beautiful person. And will give? Yes, she will. And she'll give and don't look for it in return. And she have helped people. And them same people have not repaid her. And she has even helped me. And you know what? Not one time did she look for it. If she did, she didn't ask for it in return. And not one time did it make her treat me any different. Not one time. She's always treated me the same way. And I have a couple of friends like that. You know, and that's the beauty of when you know you got a true friend. And they know you well enough to know. That if I blessed her with some money and it didn't come back, that's because she not able. Because one thing I know about that girlfriend, if she able to return it, she will. Because that's who she is. So they have to know me to know that. And respect me for who I am as their friend. That's that golden rule. You know, and sometimes the sadness and the irony of it, you can have people in your family that's your mama, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin. And they'll be the main ones that'll really know your situation. And they'll read read you the roll call. And no matter when, and they can know you struggling and still be looking for what they're looking for from you. Oh, my God. My God. And see, I'm going to tell you about me, and I'm going to say this and end my podcast. Sometimes people look at me and they know I'm very peculiar. And sometimes they'll think I don't love them. But, you know, depending upon how they treated me and what they fell out like with me about, I don't fall out with people about stuff and things because they're always able to be replaced, even money. But if I love you, I love you because I love you. And I'm not one of those type of people that just say something to make you feel good. Because I'm, <clears throat> I'm not that pretentious. Amen? I, I'm not one to provide false humility. I don't just tell people stuff just to make them feel good. Because I think that's an indirect way of lying. If what somebody got on, if, if it's not cute, don't ask me. Cause if it's not cute and they ask me how they look, you know what I'm gonna usually tell them. Well you wear what you choose to wear. It's not my place. Cause see before I give you a false lie, I'm not finna just say, Oh yeah, girl, that look good. No, I'm just gonna say, Well, you know what? Whatever <coughs> whatever you feel like wearing, that be okay with that. Are you comfortable in what you're wearing? I don't have time to be lying to people. God tally up all those lies. So some things I just let people know. Yeah, I may not be the if you want the truth, I may not be the right person for you to call. If you want to hear something, because you just want to hear it, but it's not true, then I'm sorry. I'm not the per- I tell them, and I'm sorry, I'm not the one for you to call, baby. I'm not. And I, and I know when I see nosy people, nosy people I don't embrace as my friends. Because my true friends, we don't ask each other their business. When we find out our business, you know what? They have to volunteer and tell us. And they don't call. And I'm talking about when I say I have three close female friends and one, two, three males. And some of them related and some of them are not. But one thing I know, we don't call and ask each other each other business. We only call each other to see how we're doing. And in the course of a conversation, if they want to say some of their business, okay. Then we we pray, we pray together and, and we touch and agree. Because most of the time, like I said, most people business, it's not no secret anyway. One thing about God, he said all, all things get manifested. So somebody see it, somebody see if you're not being treated right. Somebody see it. You don't have to you don't have to uh, act like it's such a private issue. People know. Somebody know. And I gotta say, if one person know it's not a secret. Please don't fall out with people thinking your business is your business when it's on Front Street. And you put it out there for people to know. And some people just keen in observation. And sometimes when people pick up on stuff and you decide to tell them, that's not because they haven't already seen it for themselves. So don't feel no type of way and say, oh, she told my business. Your business was obvious. But the most important thing is this. Do you have a forgiving heart? Do you say that God is your God and Jesus is your advocate to the Father? Do you believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost? And if you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, then rest assured in knowing nothing is lost in spirit. God is the God of restoration. Nobody can use you. Because God see everything we do. Nobody can use you. No matter what you relinquish or release to them. And if they take it and embrace it. And you think that they think they're using you. And I used to tell people that. Nobody can use you. Because God is in control. Can we stop putting limitations on God? Whenever you did what you did. If you did it from your heart. And even if you lost along the way. Do you put limits on God to think He can't return it to you or give it back to you? I don't. And I pray and declare and decree, neither will you. Trust God. He can restore your broken heart, He can restore your bank account, He can restore your marriage, He can restore your relationship. God can do anything, anything but fail and tell lies. Because he said he's not a man that should lie. Or the son of man that he repent. So he can do anything. But fail. Lie. And have a need to repent. Isn't that awesome to serve a true and living God? However. Whatever God that you feel. That you serving him. Because of what he can do for you. Don't put limitations to restrict them. Because what somebody. Didn't say or do or give you. If God bless you with it to be a blessing, guess what? Nobody use you. He'll bless you with it again. Amen. Amen. You have a beautiful blessed day in the Lord. And until the next time, may the blessings of the Lord flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs. May God restore all your needs. Even some of your good ones. And definitely, as you delight yourself in him, that he will give you your heart desire. Don't be stuck in what you think somebody could or should or would have gave you or did for you. When you understand that you serve a true and living God and a most high God, don't hinder your future blessings by holding on. Because whatever is meant for the next person, God will reveal it to them. And then don't harbor things when you know that somebody, if you've known people all your life, and they ain't want to beat nobody out of nothing, they ain't want to hook and crook anybody. Sometimes situations just come up in people's lives. And in the meantime, they just not able to do what they said they was able to do. And a young lady said that to me earlier about her situation with somebody. But she said she made a sacrifice and did it anyway. Because the person asked for it in return. But it just wasn't a convenient time for her. Sometimes it's not, you know, people going to spend. Let me just say this. And they're going to take care of their needs. I hope they do. <coughs> just like you may find people, excuse me. They may go shop and buy them a top and they need to pay Georgia Power. And they'll go out and spend money, and they might buy them a car, they might buy them. They definitely may may buy their social pleasure, you know. They $50 barter, they $10 barter. And at the, all in the same time, though, they owe them folks at the light be a company. <coughs> Excuse me, and the water be a company. And they will get on the phone and see if they can make arrangements. And they'll tell people, well, I just don't have it right now. Can you work with me? And all alone, though, they had it, but they used it for something else. So that's what I'm saying, people. When you judging somebody, like the Bible said, look at yourself. What did you not do? Did you lie to Georgia Power? Because you could have put something on that bill. And then, you know, I think that's the worst thing that people can do when they owe somebody and they started spending and flexing. You know, and I just don't think that's appropriate. But you got people that do it. That's between them and they be a collectors and God. Okay? And whoever they need to supply for in their homes. But people do it all the time. You know, people go buy them some Doucier and whatever else that they want to buy for their simple pleasure. But they will call the power company and make arrangements because they just don't have it. Anymore. So when we look at ourselves. And we put the mirror in our face. And we examine our own ways. Shouldn't that bring you to a heart of compassion. And say okay God yes. I've been guilty of this. And you've made provisions. And showed me favors. And you blessed me anyhow. And because I'm made in your image. I'm willing to do the same. Unto others. That's the golden rule. That's the golden rule. That whatsoever all things you desire. For God. To make exceptions. And grant you favor. To keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise. Because money can't keep you alive. There's four people died on the interstate. In, in what's called. um, um, It was right above Jackson, Georgia. And um. Uh, I forget, I forget, but it's not far up the road from where I live. But when I heard it, and it was a fiery blaze. And the first thing I said to myself, I'm sure when they left home this morning, they had every intent of going back. We don't know the day or the hour, people. It's no longer time to harbor stuff when you're not suffering. For lack or need, if God is still making a way out of no way for you, let some stuff go. Amen. Position your soul salvation, cause just like those people were driving and minding their business, somebody hit them from behind and pushed them into a big eighteen-wheeler truck. We don't never know when we turn a corner, if that's the last breath we're gonna take. Let it go. Let it go. If you're not suffering, you got food on the table, God took care of your family. He kept his arms around you and he brought you from a mighty long way of sickness, of sickness or disease. Sure enough, people ought to just be thankful and grateful to not hold nothing against nobody. Because God has shown us that he blessed us to keep living. Because we might not be here for nobody to ever return anything. But long as we're living, we don't know how God may position somebody to just place it back in our hands. Amen? Amen. May you prosper. May you prosper from whatever you've given out. May God give it back to you. And if he don't give it from the person you gave it to, I pray that he finds somebody on your journey to bless you with it. And when he does walk in that golden rule, let it go. And that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. I thank God for your patience. And I truly hope and pray that somebody, somebody received a deliverance from this message. And I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as you look Down upon us from sitting high to look low. Deliver us from anything that we want to harbor in bitterness, in envy, hatred, jealousy, and strife. Lord, we know that it's not what you desire from us. And Lord, we just want to be positioned in our heart, mind, and spirit. That when we stand before you, you will be able to say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, Lord, we thank and we praise you. We thank and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for tuning in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. Until the next time, God continuous blessings. Peace out.